You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to The Riding, DFS and betting podcast for week eight. This is the initial rundown, GPP pivots, a first look at the cash core for. Before I go any further, I would love if you are someone who has not rated the podcast yet and you are deriving meaningful value from what we are doing here at the Ride In or from an article that I write on 4 for 4 or Fantasy Points, please go ahead and give a 5 star review. And even if you're someone who has already rated the podcast, re-rating, you know, updating what you say, if, even if you're someone who did it like four years ago, re-rating can go a long way, um, gets the the reviews a little bit fresher. The reason, and you guys know I don't come on here and beg for reviews every single uh, podcast, the reason I do that today is to combat a one-star review that I received this week. Uh, the person wrote that they had to unsubscribe from my podcast because I smack my lips and I make other noises with my mouth. So, I get it. I am someone who, at the dinner table, needs white noise because I honestly can't stand to hear people swallow their food, slosh their food around in their mouth, swallow. I get it. The issue here is it's a one-man show. I try to get it done as quick as possible. I try to not keep it, you know, max 25-30 minutes. I'm talking to myself. Try to talk to yourself about it's about a topic for a half hour straight. And just keep that conversation going. Nobody to bounce anything off of. And you just have to constantly be talking about things uh, for an extended period of time. It's tough. It really is tough. Um, I don't have time to take a breath sometimes. You know, I'm talking. I just want to get the... I don't want this podcast to be a long, drawn-out thing, right? So sometimes I'm just flying through it. Maybe I'm smacking my lips, maybe I'm sucking my tongue, maybe I'm swallowing hard. Whatever it may be, the microphone's in my face. I'm not really, I don't edit a ton out. Um, you know, I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to go back and edit every swallow and lip smack out. So, I get it. But I mean, the podcast is free. If you have to hear a couple lip smacks. I mean, if someone was giving me actionable DFS advice... And I, I do, I listen to a lot of podcasts throughout the week, um, not just sports, but everything. And you, you hear some things like that, but, you know, it's free. Might smack my lips a couple times. I'm not mad at, uh, I think the name is Ryan, uh, who left the comment. Good luck in all your DFS endeavors. Sorry I smacked my lips one too many times for you. I will be cognizant of it because I do know that it's something that I'm not a huge fan of. It's actually called mesophobia. Um, it's like the the fear or, you know, an extreme agitation to someone's 
chewing sounds or mouth sounds, what can you do? So please, go hit it with some five stars a couple times because we don't want this podcast dropping down in the rankings, dropping down in the, the search results, that type of thing. Week 8 is here. There is some clear value on this slate. Let's start at the quarterback position. The elephant in the room is Sam Ellinger, right? You guys know that I'm a huge college football fan. I played college football DFS. It's basically, it was my most profitable sport until they canceled it in PA. Um, Really hope that comes back sometimes. But a lot of times I will, um, you know, some of my buddies that live in other states will ask me to give them some lineup advice. And I still do it pretty much every week for some people. And Sam Ellinger was a was a player, was a QB at Texas that had some massive games thanks to his rushing upside, right? So he's 4K this week. There isn't a ton of opportunity cost at the top of the board. And by that, I mean, there is no Lamar. There is no Josh Allen. There is no Patrick Mahomes on this slate, right? We do have Jalen Hurts, who's playing the Steelers. We do have Kyler Murray, but he hasn't been great. So really the only opportunity cost is if like Jalen Hurts goes absolute bananas. So I don't mind paying down again this week like we did for Geno Smith last week. It would entail Sam Ellinger at the absolute minimum 4K against a pretty weak Washington secondary. And listen, 4K is absolutely nothing. Like if he throws for 180 yards, rushes for 40, and maybe falls into the end zone, we're looking at 17, 18 DraftKings points, and that is good enough for me. Daniel Jones is also interesting at 5,700. He has a really nice matchup in Seattle. Um, on the other side of that, Geno Smith as well is 5,800. So I think that's our choices. We could probably pay up to Jalen Hurts, or we could pay down for one of those uh, cheaper QBs. I feel like Sam Ellinger is just going to be, just because he's 4K, I mean, if he was 5,200 or something like that, but 4K is just, you know, you can, get a, you can get a lot done in your lineups having a 4K quarterback that's, you know, probably likely to at least 3X, maybe 4X, 5X. In tournaments, I love Tua and I love Jared Goff. Those are the two guys. That game in general, I think I'm going to target a good bit. Um, I also think that there's some interesting, I'll call it, um, plays in that Giants-Seahawks game. Like, there's a ton of injuries, a ton of cheap stuff. If that game were to shoot out and we can have a stack that, you know, a two, three, four-man stack that only takes up a small percentage of your salary cap, that's huge. You can get a bunch of studs in. Makes a lot of sense. At running back, I actually think Derrick Henry might be my favorite pay-up play. And I know that that is not common to have Derrick Henry as a cash play. He faces the worst schedule-adjusted run defense in the Texans. Ryan Tannehill is a bit hampered with an ankle, and he's had like 60 touches in the last 
two games. So Derrick Henry is a solid payup option. Obviously, Saquon is right there as well at 8,100. I think maybe Josh Jacobs had the ship has kind of sailed. He's seven and a half now. But I wouldn't fault anybody for playing Jacobs. Tony Pollard is probably going to be the chalk. Um, faces a Bears defense that's been pretty bad against the run. And has also, I mean, and also doesn't have Zeke now in front of him, right? Zeke's out for a little bit. And at 6,100, it's not a free square. But we all love Tony Pollard. We all know that he's explosive. He could be used in the passing game. So he is a consideration in cash. Alvin Kamara looks really good. I mean, he's caught at least six balls in the last three games. Like, Dalton loves to check the ball down. He's had a little bit of bad touchdown luck with Taysom Hill. You know, he's scoring like 18 DK points a week, and that's without touchdowns. So if he falls into the end zone once this week, we're looking at 20 to 25 DraftKings points, I'd say. And I think that's really nice for 7K. Other than that, not a ton that I love. I would say the best value on the board is probably Pollard, maybe Ken Walker at 6,500. I'll probably, at this point, I think, I'll probably have some mix of Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Ken Walker, Alvin Kamara, right? I think because we're paying all the way down at quarterback, we can have, you know, two to three running backs at 6K or or greater. I don't think that is much of an issue this week. In tournaments, I do like Raheem Mostert if, as long as he plays. So for tournament, you know, it, for me, it's really easy to pick my tournament running backs. I usually take one of the guys out of my uh, from my cash lineup, right? And then I also like to play something that I feel is a bit contrarian. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, Deontay Foreman. At 5,300 could be playing... Uh, a full complement of snaps with Chuba Hubbard out. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like someone like Raheem Mostert, who is direct leverage from, who's probably going to be a popular Tua, Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, is a smart play, right? Who else is going to be popular? Tony Pollard in lineups. So who is the pivot there? Probably the passing game. Excuse me, yawned. Not going to edit that out. Probably lost five listeners. Don't care. Um, so CD, you know, his price dropped a little bit. Pro- maybe Dak, the rust is off Dak and we're okay. We shall see. There's a ton of really good pay-up receivers, though. Like, I li- obviously, 
Cooper Cup, obviously Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson. Awesome, awesome pay-up options. I think we can go there. If we can drop down to Sam Ellinger this week, if that's who we're playing in cash, makes some sense. Other receivers I like, Chris Olave at 6K. Probably wouldn't play him and Kamara together because that's a big chunk of salary, but might. DeAndre Hopkins, I think I'll reserve him for tournaments. He's bumped up to 7,400. Brandon Cooks is at 5,900. Not too bad. George Pickens at 4,700. Wandale at 4,700. There's a good amount of receivers in that middle range. Um, I think Garrett Wilson is interesting at 4,200, probably more of a tournament play. But yeah, definitely the top guys are interesting, right? Tyreek, Jefferson, Cup. Then there are that like high to mid, which is DeAndre Hopkins. Jalen Waddle type plays. The elephant in the room is, do we play DJ Moore again? He only went up $400. There's literally nobody to throw to in Carolina. The Falcons are down cornerbacks. I do like DJ Moore again. Um, He and Deontay Foreman together isn't too unsettling because it's only like 5K combined. Excuse me, 10K combined. Then there are, I mean, I don't think we, we're going to need to drop down in cash too much since we have, you know, some cheap tight ends, a cheap quarterback, cheap defense. I think we could actually spend up now at, at the, the skill positions this week. But a guy like Trent Sherfield is minimum price on Miami, and he's been getting some decent looks. Um, was three for 44 last week, but... You know, saw six targets a few games ago. I think he's more of a of a tournament stack in those Miami Detroit lineups. Marquise Goodwin, forty four hundred's a little steep with DK out. I think we'll mostly see that go to the tight ends. You know, I don't think like Marquise Goodwin is all of a sudden gonna get ten targets or anything. The only thing is he's he's explosive. He can, you know, take the top off of defense and hit that hit value on 4,400 on one or two throws. At running back, I'm trying not to smack my lips too much. So tight end is, I think the Seahawk tight ends are interesting, whether it be Fant or Disley, probably more so Noah Fant for me. He's rated highly on four for four. Um, I always trust... Paulson a good bit. Um, Giants have been giving up a lot of points to tight ends. I think my favorite paydown option is Noah Fant. Kittle in tournaments at 5700 So the opportunity cost is the same at tight end as it is at quarterback. You know, there really isn't much. There's no Kelsey. There's no Andrews on this slate. Paying down... In a week where all the elite tight ends are on the slate, paying down for a 2,500 or 2,800 tight end who gets you six points is unsettling when you have guys like Kelsey and Andrews that can go for 35. 
Same thing at quarterback, right? We don't have the studs on this slate, most of them. So it's easy to pay down for Ellinger knowing that there isn't a ton of guys. You know, if there was four guys on this slate that could hit 40 DraftKings points, well, that would be one thing, but there really isn't. So it's easy to go to Ellinger. It's easy to pay down at tight end as well. Guys in that middle range that I like, I like going back to Tyler Higby, Pat Fryermuth. Um even Irv Smith at 3,500. I think that game against Arizona could be a, a fairly high-scoring affair. Defense. This is going to be interesting because the top defense, or at least one of the top defenses on the slate, could very well be the Washington Commanders facing Sam Ellinger. In cash, do you pay? Do you, do you put the defense of the commanders against your cash game quarterback i don't see that big of an issue with it right so like i mentioned if sam ellinger rushes for 40 yards and a touchdown and throws and throws for 175 yards right it's like 17 DraftKings points if he also throws a pick six it's not that big of a deal in fact pick sixes fumble sixes they only cost the quarterback a point or two and it gets the ball right back in their hand. It gets them throwing. You know, it gets them in hurry-up offense. Sometimes it's okay. I'm, I mean, I, I'm not saying that I'm going to play the defense against Sam Ellinger. I'm definitely not in tournaments, obviously. But if the commanders end up being the most, the defense that I can afford when it's all said and done when my lineup's together, I don't mind it. I don't think it's like this absolute, faux pas of a cash game lineup playing a defense that you have a player in your lineup, especially even if it is quarterback. Some other defenses that are solid. In terms of point per dollar, I like the Lions. I know I said I like that game in terms of stacking it, but in games that I'm not stacking it, I don't mind the Lions' defense. They're the absolute... No, they're not the absolute minimum, but they're the, they're the minimum on the, on the slate. They are the cheapest on the slate. And that game could see a ton of passes, right? So even if the game is like a 33-30 final, there should be enough passes to get some turnovers and stuff like that. Who else do we like? The Patriots and Jets game should be a nice defensive battle. I like both of those. They're playing each other. Um, Panthers against the Falcons. Man, the Panthers' defense is good, and the Falcons are not. On offense. The only problem is Mariota will probably throw the ball eight times, even if they're down by three touchdowns. So that's a little bit troublesome. I think it might pay up to be contrarian this week at defense, right? Cowboys against the Bears, Eagles against the Steelers, Colts against the Commanders. Like all those defenses are over 3,500, but are really, really good defenses against really, really bad offenses. So don't mind it. Core four. As of right now, Sam Ellinger, 
Tony Pollard. Maybe Kamara. We'll finalize it on Sunday. Tough to say right now. Need a little bit more conclusive news on injuries and stuff like that, but we'll get there. Week 8. Right around the corner. Live stream Sunday, probably 10 a.m. Playing in a three-club tournament on Sunday. Not until, like, I think it's a shotgun at, like, 2.30, so I might miss watching a little bit of the games, but only nine holes. At my club, final event of the year, three clubs. I am not taking a putter. I'm going Robert Streb style, putting with my 56-degree wedge. I'll let you know how I do. One, I don't know if I, since I stopped doing the PGA podcasts when football started, I don't know if I if I let you guys know this, but won the, not the club championship, but won the league championship. Myself and my partner won the league. Just, I mean, basically next stop is U.S. Open qualifying for me at this point. Good luck in all your contests in week eight. Talk to you on Sunday at 10 a.m. live stream. See ya.